This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A curveball! It's time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the 200th episode of Brewers on Tap. It is good to have you with us. And what a great episode it's going to be because it's the return of the fans to American Family Field. We've had fans all season long. That's been outstanding. 25% capacity. It's felt like more. For a good chunk of the year, the crowds have been in the games. They've been loud. They've been adding to the atmosphere. They've been making a difference. However, we're going to 50% starting on Saturday, and we're going at 100% by the end of June. And this is outstanding news for everybody. Outstanding news for you, the fans. Outstanding news for the Brewers. Outstanding news for the players that get a play in an even better environment, one of the best environments in all of baseball. And it's going to be a full house again starting this summer. So excited about this, and I know that you share in my excitement. Here are some of the details you need to know about what's going on with the expanded capacity and how you can get tickets if you don't have them and the dates you need to be keeping in mind with all of this. So here you go. For games scheduled today through May 27th, Okay, today through May 27th, tickets are on sale now. You can go to Brewers.com. You can call the box office, 414-902-4777. That's for group packages, Brewers.com slash groups for groups. If you want season or partial season packages, you call 414-902-4487. That's 414-902-4487. So those are some of the numbers for you to keep in mind. Tickets from now until May 27th, on sale now. For games scheduled Monday, May 31st through Wednesday, June 16th, tickets are going to be on sale starting on Saturday, May 22nd at 10 a.m. And then for games scheduled Friday, June 25th through the end of the season, Tickets are going to go on sale on Friday, June 4th at 10 a.m. We are opening this baby up, and we are ready to have fans back in full capacity, in short order, at American Family Field. No pods are going to be required. Seat locations that have previously not been available are going to be available to single-game buyers now. This is some really, really good news. The other part that you need to know is that the whole full-season promotional schedule has now been released. That got released earlier this morning, and there's all sorts of great promotions that you're going to want to be able to take part in. 
when it comes to uh, what the Brewers are going to be offering over the course of the season. we got some great bobbleheads coming your way. Uh, th- this is some cool stuff. Starting on June 4th, there's the 1970s three-quarter sleeve Brewers Raglan t-shirt. That's part of uh, 70s weekend. You got the uh, theme night package, Peanuts Night, coming your way on June 5th. Fans who purchase a special Peanuts Night ticket package are going to get a Brewers-themed Woodstock bobblehead. You got the 1970s Hank Aaron bobblehead on Sunday, June 6th, part of 70s weekend against the Diamondbacks. This is some big stuff. This is exciting. It feels a lot more normal. Here's some of the other bobbleheads you got coming your way over the course of the year. Now, these are all available to the first 35,000 fans. You've got the Yelich bobbleheads. That's coming June 13th and August 8th. You get the Paul Molitor bobblehead on June 27th. Robin Yount's bobblehead on June 11th. Lorenzo Cain's on July 25th. Ben Sheets on August 22nd. Ryan Braun on September 5th. And a special audible Bob Euchre bobblehead coming your way on September 26th, complete with some of his most revered highlight calls. It's going to be fun. We're really excited to have you back at the ballpark. Okay, here's what else we have for you on Brewers on Tap today. We're going to talk to Josh Hader. He's going to talk about what the return of fans has meant to his fastball this year. We'll talk to Josh in just a few short moments. Also, Brewers bullpen coach Steve Carsey is going to stop by. We'll talk about Josh Hader with him, too and Devin Williams, and J.P. Fireisen, and Drew Rasmussen, and this really good bullpen that the Brewers have been able to put together. The crew has some real firepower at the back of that bullpen, and it has shown up over the course of the season. What's going on with the team? Well, the team, of course, had that tough stretch last week when we talked to you on Brewers on Tap. They had dropped six in a row. They bounced back, won a series in Miami, and dropped two or three to the Cardinals in what was a really well-pitched series. Brewers offense trying to get itself going. They're going to get a little healthier hopefully soon as Christian Yelich begins a rehab assignment on Friday in Nashville with the Sounds. That's good news. Could Christian Yelich be activated on this next road trip? Remains to be seen. Nobody is saying that yet. Got to see how he responds once he gets in on some action at the AAA level. But it could be coming. It could be coming. And that's going to change this lineup Pretty significantly. You add the the 2018 and, quite frankly, the 2019 MVP. I know he didn't win the MVP in 19, but he put up MVP-style numbers. You put him back into this lineup. You move some guys around a little bit. Guys start hitting in the spots they're supposed to. That's going to help. Does it make the Brewers the number one offense in the National League? Probably not. But does it take the Brewers from a place where scoring runs can be challenging night in and night out to a much more formidable offense. Yes, it will. It can and will do that. Uh, Omar Narvaez is back now. That's a big left-handed bat. That should have a big impact for this offense. So I think this offense is going to take some steps forward in the coming days, and I think you can be excited about that. Coming days, coming weeks, over the course of this next month, I think you're going to see this offense take a step forward. The key is, can the pitching staff continue to put up the historic numbers it's been putting up? And I don't see any reason why it can't. Corbin Burns is back. He looked just fine (laughs) in his return Thursday off the injured list. Brandon Woodruff has been arguably the best pitcher in baseball. I mean, he's right there in that conversation with some of the other names uh, of guys that are are dominating right now uh, in Major League Baseball as a a starter. 
Adrian Hauser has just been that steady right-handed arm in the middle of this rotation. Brett Anderson is back now. Freddie Peralta's slider is uh, carving everybody up. Uh, this is a really, really intriguing and an interesting baseball team right now. And they sit at 20-18, and 18 and they're three games back of first, but that's fine. They can get hot, and when they get hot, they're going to win a ton of games because when the bats heat up, coupled with this pitching, there, there is a there is a 10 out of 12 in this team when they heat up offensively. So as long as they keep treading water and hanging in there, that stretch is coming where they're going to run off a bunch of wins because the pitching is that good and the defense is that good. And you just have to wait for the offense to catch fire in one of those long stretches, and it will happen. It always happens over the course of a season. At some point, that happens. And as long as the pitching and the defense stays right where it's at, and that's asking a lot, but I think it can be done. I'm not seeing any reason why it can't be done. I'm thinking that we have to accept this is what the Brewers staff is with the way that it has performed so far this year. Uh, I think you can be pretty optimistic. This team's got a big run in them at some point here over the course of the summer, and uh, they're going to be right there in the NL Central, I think, all season long. So exciting times. Uh, let's jump into our conversation with Josh Hader. Let's break it down. You have talked a little bit about this with the media over the course of this year, but you're in a more traditional ninth inning, one inning type of role this year, uh, as opposed to maybe in, in years past, if you go back to 2018, 2017, where you might go out there and get four or five outs, but then you're down for you know, two or three days, potentially, depending on how many pitches you throw. You seem to prefer this role. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a, it's a whole different uh, type of, you know, way we, we look at the game. But, um, you know, just kind of going throughout the seasons and, and learning my body and learning, uh, you know, how I can be ready every day. You know, that's one of the things that, you know, I've found that my body's been able to react uh, much better and, just to be able to impact more games, um, you know, in this role. So it's, it's definitely uh, something I'm still learning about, but it's, uh, it's been able to get me in a good routine uh, each and every day. You, of course, uh, went to your slider a lot more starting last year. Uh, you started mixing it in a little bit more in 2019 as well, and it's been a big part of your arsenal again this year. I know you've been working on a changeup, but the fastball feels like, it's gone up another level again this year. Is that just a byproduct of having fans back in the stands, do you think? Or what do you think the reason is that an unbelievable fastball has managed to get even better this year? I'd say, obviously, the fans. You know, going a full year without fans it, uh, and then having them, it, it's definitely a big change. And it's, this, is, this is why we play this game. Um, you know, fans in the stands, kids, and, and just, you know, impacting other people's lives. And, I think, um, you know, obviously that, that helps for being on the mound and, and getting that adrenaline going. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me was just in the offseason, I really wanted to focus on gaining that strength in my, uh, you know, scaps and, and just overall in general in my legs. So um, piecing it all together, finally, I think, uh, you know, it, it's given me a little jump in velocity. But, um, yeah, it's, it's been good. Josh, you are a part of a really impressive back into the bullpen. And, and you've been a part of that since you've been with the Brewers, whether it was you uh, and JJ and Knable, or now you and Devin and JP Fireisen, who's really emerged. How fun is it to be part of a group that you know, hey, if we can just get this game to the sixth or seventh inning, 
the odds are pretty good that we're going to be able to shut this thing down. Absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest things, you know, obviously being in, in this organization and, and the type of arms that we have, uh, it runs pretty deep and, you know, being fortunate enough to be, you know, with a lot of really great dudes that are in the pen and this year with us, you know, just being able to, uh, you know, obviously JP's on a tear. He's been, uh, he's been really, really fun to watch. And then obviously, you know, how Devin pitches, he's, he's a beast. So, you know, having those two guys, um, in front of me and being able to close the door down. It's just something that you feed off of in the bullpen. You feed off that adrenaline. You feed off of that momentum that they bring. So um, you just want to continue to, you know, keep the game where it's at and obviously um, finish with the W. Obviously, Devin, everybody talks about his changeup, and I think JP's changeup has really become an incredible weapon for him. When the three of you sit around and talk, and you're a lefty, so it's a little bit different, but do you guys – show each other your grips and the different things that you do and the tweaks that you've made. Do you guys kind of bounce those off of each other when you're sitting around in the pen? Yeah, I think it's uh, just general, like throughout spring training, throughout um, just the season in general, you know, Devin has been my throwing partner and he's been, uh, you know, him and I have been going back and forth with his changeup and, and, you know, sliders. And I think that's the biggest thing as a, as a pitcher, you, um, you just want to get it out there and talk about it because then it starts getting your mind, um, you know, processing the whole, um, you know, how you go about throwing this pitch or, or, you know, what what your thought process is. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's just um, bouncing off each other and, and just seeing where their mind's at and, you know, kind of using see where you're at and, you know, mixing them up. I mean, that's how you get better. You always learn from other guys. You just always continue to learn. I think that's the biggest thing in, in this game is um, – continue to gain knowledge and um, use that to your advantage. Big thank you to Josh Hader for joining us here on Brewers on Tap in episode number 200 of the podcast. Kind of a kind of a cool landmark for this podcast. We've had a lot of fun with this over the years, of course. And you know, on episode number 100, I had Jeff Levering, who was the founding father of Brewers on Tap. On I I, I failed to to secure him for episode number 200 so I apologize if uh, if you were hoping to hear Jeff Levering he joined me you know a couple months ago at the beginning of the season uh, to talk a little bit about the 2021 Brewers well uh, Steve Carsey is the Brewers bullpen coach and what a job he's done and I had a chance to sit down with him this week and talk about this group and the retirement of Jordan Zimmerman as well I know you you love working with this group of guys you have so many talented arms um, three times in a row now for the crew, we've seen a National League reliever of the year, uh, Devin Williams last year, Josh Hader for the two years previous to that. So, you know, you got a lot of great arms to work with, but beyond those two obvious names, I mean, the emergence of JP Fireeyes and what Brad Boxberger has been able to give this group, uh, you have to be really pleased with the way guys have stepped up and taken steps forward so far this year. Without a doubt, Lane, um, you know, overall coming in or coming out of spring training and coming into the season, uh, you know, I, you think about it like how he had to squeeze the middle, right? I mean, you know, you had Devin and, and Josh at the back end and, uh, you know, we need to get some, some innings in the middle, give our starters, you know, a little bit uh, of leeway uh, with their workload coming into 2021 after 2020 and the, and the shortened season. So, uh, the guys that you just mentioned, um, you know, JP, Boxberger, 
um, you know, some of the younger guys, you know, the Rasmussen's and then mm -hmm. the Perdomo's, uh, you know, they, they've stepped up uh, and they've done a nice job filling in the middle and squeezing the, the bridge, so to speak, to to the back end. Devin's starting to finally throw the ball and, and come back into his own after getting a late start in spring training. Uh, he's looking like, uh, you know, the Devin of last year. Uh, Josh has been Josh. Uh, he's been he's been fantastic. And, uh, you know, Boxberger, the veteran presence, uh, I think something that we really needed in the bullpen uh, for some of the young guys to lean on, to ask questions, uh, you know, just to watch how he goes about his business. Uh, he's such a pro at what he does. Uh, he has a he has a track record and a, and a nice resume uh on the back of his baseball card so those guys can can really lean on him and ask him some questions so again for the first you know almost quarter of the season i think we're finding out who we are we're settling in uh and and, and guys are understanding uh what their role is and and how they're going to be able to contribute and help to the team you mentioned drew rasmussen who of course gets the save on sunday and you look at his overall numbers they don't tell the story because his last 10, 11 appearances have been absolutely lights out. He's really coming into his own. What's been the difference? It looks like he's gotten really aggressive and really taken the fight to the hitters a little bit more in some of these at-bats. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just think it's confidence. You know, uh, you know, 2020 was a little bit of an anomaly, um, you know, with the 60 games and trying to get settled. Uh, you know, I think coming into this season, fans in the stands, a little bit more energy in the stadium. Uh, the hitters are in a better spot uh, than they were in 2020, in my opinion. I think 2020, uh, you know, the routines and things got out of whack and hitters really never got to settle in with a 60 game season. Now we're seeing the hitters of what what a full spring training and a full slate of at bats gets these guys to. So I just think it's confidence. I think Drew uh, is, is throwing the ball just as well as he was early in the season. He's attacking the zone a little bit more. Uh, you know, he's able to land his, his breaking stuff and, and get guys to chase a little bit more out of the zone because he is throwing more strikes and, and he is ahead in the count, um, you know, which, which makes a big difference. And then, uh, again, just the confidence of, of having a few outings where you have some success and how that bleeds over into each outing moving forward. Steve, I, I think most people would agree Devin Williams' changeup is the best in, in the business. I, I don't think you can find a better changeup in Major League Baseball. But if there's somebody close, it might be J.P. Fireisens. I just am blown away with how good that changeup has become. Even as the season's gone along, it seems like it's gotten better. Yeah, this guy's incredible. Uh, I had, I, I've had some uh, history with him in, in Cleveland and coached him in Cleveland in the minor leagues uh, when we had drafted him over there and, you know, obviously made his way to the Yankees. And then we were fortunate enough to uh, be able to acquire JP, um, you know, after we acquired him, had a conversation with him, talked to hooky, talked to the front office. Uh, you know, he wanted to pursue a changeup, um, you know, and, and we were very fortunate uh, that we have the lab that we were able to get him in there. We were able to work with him. Um, you know, he, he's just one of those guys who, who's going to continue to work. Uh, you know, you know, his background, you know, his work ethic, you know, he wants to get better. Uh, and this changeup is definitely uh Changed, changed his path. Uh, you know, he was fastball slider before, uh, you know, came up with the changeup, worked hard at it, uh, is able to throw it, feel comfortable with it, and have confidence in it. And it gives him that third pitch that uh, puts in the back of hitter's mind. And, uh, you know, it's a constant conversation. Uh, he's, he, 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 he loves the pitch, uh, but he can't forget who he is and what he does best. And it's just uh, another tool in the toolbox for him.
you know, maybe when he doesn't have his have his breaking ball, he can kind of lean on the changeup a little bit more. But uh, it has come a long way from from the start of it. And, uh, you know, he's really has a good understanding of how to use it and where to use it in the games. And uh, it's been great for him. Steve, last question. I want to ask you about Jordan Zimmerman. You talked about with Brad Boxberger, what that veteran presence has meant. Here's another veteran that uh, while he wasn't with the club for a long period of time, it meant a lot to him to be a brewer, just like it does for JP Fireisen, being from Wisconsin, pitching for Wisconsin's team. Uh, how much did you enjoy the little bit of time you were able to spend around a guy like Jordan Zimmerman, who's accomplished so much in this league? Absolutely. This, this guy's a class act. Uh, you know, I got to, got to spend some time with him in spring training, uh, obviously for the, for the six weeks there, um, you know, and then the real short time when he, he got to us in the big leagues and uh, just the appreciation that he has of the game, the appreciation that he has of the Brewers being from Milwaukee and what it really meant to him. Uh, you know, to don the, the Milwaukee uniform and, and, and how proud he is of that. I mean, this guy's had a great career, uh, obviously in Washington, uh, moved on to Detroit and then, uh, you know, finished up in Milwaukee, which, uh, you know, I, I think put the cherry on top of, of what he calls uh, a, a very good career. I call it a great career. He's done a lot of good things in this game. No hitters, all-star appearances, uh, and just a better person. Uh, what a class act, how he helped the guys in the pen. Uh, was never about him, was always about the team. And uh, I just wish him the best. Yeah, absolutely. A great career, two-time All-Star, finished in the top 10 in the Cy Young a couple of times and and really put together a, an amazing career. And, and we wish him uh, nothing but the best in retirement and glad that he got to finish it up with the Brewers. That was kind of a fitting ending for absolutely. him for sure. Steve, we appreciate it. Thank you for giving us some time. Best of luck, and we'll talk to you again down the road. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Checking in on the farm. And as we go down on the farm and check out the Brewers minor leagues, we begin in AAA. The Nashville Sounds are 5-3 and three so far on the year. Corey Ray has hit a couple of home runs in the first week plus of the season. On the mound, Aaron Ashby, the left-hander, big-time potential, six and two-thirds innings over a couple of starts, three hits and just one earned run allowed. He has walk nine, though. Throwing strikes going to be the big key for Aaron Ashby before he makes the jump to the big leagues. The stuff will play, though, that is for sure. Keston Hira back down in the minor leagues, and he played his first game on Thursday night with the Sounds. He went two for five with a couple of doubles. Good sign for Keston Hira. Double A Biloxi is sitting at two and six on the year. The big highlight for the Shuckers is Tristan Lutz, the former first-round pick, 11 for 30, three doubles, three home runs, and seven RBIs in the first eight games of the year. That is a big storyline to follow. If he continues to hit like that, Tristan Lutz could become a big prospect for the crew. High A, the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers sit at 5-4. and four. Garrett Mitchell, 3-for-5, two walks, two stolen bases. Those are the same numbers that we gave you last week on Mitchell. He's not played since May 5th. He's had a minor injury. Right-handed pitcher Victor Castaneda, a name to keep an eye on. 3-2-7 ERA over two starts covering 11 innings. In low A, Carolina, Gabe Holt, the former Texas Tech star, 8 of 28 with 7 RBIs. Micah Bello, Brewers' second-round pick a couple of years ago, 7 for 28 with 6 driven in. Brewers like his potential. And on the mound, T.J. Shook, two starts, two earned runs allowed over 
10 innings. That's a look at things down on the farm, kind of a 30,000-foot view of things down on the farm. And that is going to do it for us. Brewers getting ready to host the Braves for a three-game set starting on Friday night, and then the 50% capacity on Saturday night, and then, of course, the Sunday matinee at American Family Field before the crew goes back out on the road. Thank you for joining us for episode number 200 of Brewers on Tap. It has been a pleasure. What a bunch of fun we've had. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great one. I'm Lane Brewers, 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 come on, come on.